Hey y'all, welcome to the Soul's Work Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Ho, and in Season 2, we're going to be diving deep into conversations about healing from trauma and addiction, getting more connected with our higher selves, practicing self-care, and so much more. Thanks so much for joining me for the ride. Now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, how is it going? (laughs) I know it's been almost a month since I last recorded, so I just wanted to do almost like a check-in episode today, and this one is called Doing the Self-Work because I've been taking a step back to just pause from talking about the self-work itself, Um, so you know the different types of self-work that I've been engaged in, whether that's related to trauma or anti-racism or alcohol dependency, um, to just look at how I want to approach self-work as a whole in the first place. And this is coming about because while I have been engaged in a lot of self-work in the past while, I also have started noticing that I really haven't been experiencing many moments of joy more recently. Now, I don't mean to say that doing self-work means no joy. <laughs> Let me get to to that more in a bit. Um, but my point is, is that there's been a noticeable imbalance in my life in terms of what I do with my time, as well as in terms of how I feel. So there's been a lot of time spent on doing the self-work and a lot of time spent feeling like I'm either in the fight or freeze response. And again, it's not that the self-work is causing that response, but I think more that whatever has been necessitating the self-work to be done has also been keeping me in that response. And conversely, there's been less time spent on me really nourishing myself and doing things that bring me joy and less time spent feeling hopeful and at ease. Now, all of this started long before just this past month. And it was actually my birthday a few days ago and I was posting about this on my social media as part of an annual birthday reflection that I do. Um, And I wrote about how this entire past year has been one of the most challenging years for me ever. Um, And it's not like I haven't had some incredibly tough years. You know, if you've listened to my other episodes, particularly in season one, I've talked about a lot of those experiences. But this has been a different kind of heart because I feel like It's this past year that I've had to confront myself in my most raw, vulnerable, and wounded states um, through doing the self-work. But, you know, as I said, engaging in that self-work because it was precipitated by a number of very challenging things that transpired this past year. So it was a year of continuing to uncover and address my traumas and doing the healing work around that. Um, It was a year really having to confront the ways that I show up in relationships, you know, which are very much related to my developmental traumas and attachment wounds. And it was a year filled with months and months of grieving. Um, A lot of that due to going through a very painful breakup. Um, And I was uprooted again, home-wise, as I have been many times in my life. So there was more upheaval and change there. And then of course, COVID, (laughs) enough said. But yeah, dealing with the grief that came along with that too, you know, from the loss of social connection and witnessing the devastating events and the lives lost happening 
all over the world. You know, we've all had to grieve something, many things from this COVID experience. And then starting to explore my relationship with alcohol. And by the way, I am something like 82 or 83 days alcohol-free as of today. Um, And, you know, that's been positive in so many ways, but also challenging. You know, I would say disarming might be a good word to describe it. Um, It's like I've been very raw and exposed almost from no longer being able to numb my feelings with alcohol when things just have felt too much to bear. And there have been many, many of those moments just in the past couple months alone where it just feels like everything is just too much to bear. And part of that, of course, has been, you know, witnessing all the events that have happened more recently regarding violence against Black lives. And, you know, I've been doing what I can to participate in this more recent surge of the Black Lives Matter movement, which includes doing both the self-work Uh, that comes along with that and the external work that is required of all of us to dismantle this culture of white supremacy that we live in. So yes, for much of the last few weeks, I have felt like I've been in the fight survival response mode. Um, I was definitely very much immersed in the Black Lives Matter social media posts and reading and watching a lot of things to get educated and signing petitions, checking in on the news. And, you know, while all of that is super important, the pace at which I was going was not sustainable. So, of course, there were also periods of collapse interspersed in there. And it's hard because even though I knew I was going at an unsustainable pace, there was such a sense of urgency, you know, and that urgency is very, very real because there are Black folks dying every day at the hands of white supremacy But I'm trying hard to keep in mind what, you know, many black educators are saying as well, that this is a marathon, this is lifelong work. So, you know, if we really want to be in this for the long haul, we have to make sure we don't sort of crash and burn, right? So year 37, or I guess technically it was year 38 of my life, was full of continuously heavy emotions and full of continuous self-work of the shadow work variety, Um, you know, really diving deep into some of the darkest, most wounded parts of myself and sitting in a whole shit ton of grief. Um, And I think part of what's been so challenging is that it's literally been one thing after the next. And ultimately, none of those things have ended. Like all of that self-work continues and is now just continuing simultaneously. And I was chatting with my therapist recently, and she's seen me go through that whole journey this past year. And she was commenting on the fact that there has been no pause. Like it literally has been one thing after another. And so, you know, at this point, I feel really, really emotionally drained. And when I look back at all of that, I can see how it's been an accumulation of dealing with some of the hardest things I've had to face. Now, all of that being said, you know, no matter how challenging it's all been, um, I know without a doubt that that self-work has been the best thing I've ever done for myself because this is where I have gained the kind of freedom and self-love that I feel I've been searching for my whole life. And that has vastly outweighed any discomfort and pain that I've had to experience during the process. 
Um, because what's more painful to me is the thought of living another at least 38 years trapped in my harmful patterns and cycles. Like the first 38 years already feels long as fuck. So if I have to do that again, I want to be moving through that second half of my life with way more freedom and self-love um, and intention paving the way. Uh, what feels more painful to me is the opposite, going through life unaware of the subconscious conditioning that ultimately influences how I show up in this world, often in ways that don't serve me or others. Like, that has been running most of the show so far, and to me, that's like sleepwalking through life, and I honestly do not see the point of wasting my time here on Earth sleepwalking. And here's the thing, I think it's easy to look at self-work itself as the culprit, so to speak, that, you know, when we engage in the self-work and all these challenging feelings come up and we feel overwhelmed and now we're shutting down, that the blame is put on self-work, that it's because we've opened ourselves up to the self-work that now we feel like shit, right? And, you know, yeah, doing the self-work can bring up certain uncomfortable, painful feelings just in and of itself because Maybe the act of even just being really honest with yourself is hard. And I think that's okay. That's totally understandable. But I think, you know, as I reflect on the self-work that I've been engaged in um, over the past little while, that again, as I alluded to earlier, it's really the things that have precipitated or necessitated the self-work to be engaged in in the first place that are what have caused the pain. You know, whether that's being in constant conflict with a, a loved one or being in the cycle of alcohol dependency or having experienced trauma, you know, those things are what cause the real pain. And if I really want to move into a healthier space, a healthier way of dealing with the issues underlying all of that, then <laughs> the self-work, right? <laughs> you know, so just because you don't confront the thing, it doesn't mean it's still not dictating how you experience life. So yes, doing the self-work is important. Number one, I think if you're already listening to this podcast, you, you know that or sense that, you know, even though it can absolutely feel scary and challenging, it does open the door to, I think, such a richer, more intentional life. And second, I think it's really important to remember, as I'm reminding myself right now, that there is a way to approach the self-work so that it's manageable, it's gradual, it's a bit here, a bit there, a break here, and then come back, you know, so that it's not this intense dive into it and then just total shutdown. And now we're no longer touching it because that just felt like a really big shock to the system. And then third, as we are literally doing the self-work, how are we being supported in that? Like, this stuff is just not meant to be done alone. I really believe that, you know? And I had felt like I was going at it mostly alone um, the past few weeks, um, and it was really hard for me to open up to even the people closest to me for various reasons. Um, it just felt hard for me to feel safe, I think, and truly heard. So I finally talked with my therapist after not speaking with her for a couple months, and I was really reminded of how necessary it is to just be able to let go of, you know, a lot of things that we've been working through and holding, um, and to just be able to rest in that safe space that is being held for you by someone you trust. 
And I really wish I could do therapy every week, <laughs> but you know, that would be a lot of money, obviously. Um, so I did join a BIPOC support group on Facebook, BIPOC meaning Black Indigenous People of Color um, support group. And it's just a few of us on there who are in a similar position of doing the anti-racism, anti-bias work in specific, but um, who are needing that safe space to do it in connection with others. So yes, so the support, where is the support coming from? And then fourth, how do we ground ourselves as we engage in the self-work? You know, like if I'm doing an hour or half a day of self-work, let's say, whether that's reading and learning about something or watching a video or a film or, you know, taking part in an online course or, you know, being in conversation with someone about it. What's my grounding practice after I'm finished with that piece of self-work so that I can come back to a grounded place or back to neutral or, you know, just in that regulation of my nervous system, so to speak, um, and kind of reintegrate back into my day. So I think I've been missing this piece, especially lately. So I've been contemplating whether that could be something like a short meditation, let's say, before I go into the next thing or reconnecting with my captain, uh, which I've done a little bit of. And I can't remember which episode I talked about that in season one. I think it was season or sorry, episode 11, which was about like the higher self. So if you want to know more about like who my captain is, <laughs> you can go back and listen to that. And lastly, when we're not immediately engaged in the software, then how do we access and give ourselves those moments of joy, uh, both to re really feel present in the here and now, and also to instill that really deep sense of hope that while the world feels like it's going to shit, <laughs> you know, most days, there is still a lot of beauty in existing within it. Um, you know, the past few days, I've been really pushing myself with this because, as I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I feel like this has been so missing in my life, you know, and part of it has been, I think, due to COVID and just the logistics of accessing some of the things that really bring me joy, whether it's traveling or being in nature. So recently I've done things like going to see some friends. We had a wonderful social distancing backyard hangout, um, a few of my very close girlfriends and their kids. And as one of my friends said, it was like soul food. It was really, really wonderful. And then I finally got up to the farm for a day and got to reconnect with my farm friends and the dogs who I love and of course nature. And coming back and being in the city again, I'm pushing myself to get prepared for my 10-day solo hiking trip in mid-August that I'm so excited for. And um, it's a little ways away, but, you know, just buying my gear that I need and planning my meals, even just reading about other people's trip reports, that all just gets me really excited. And along with that, I got expired. Um, expired inspired <laughs> to restart my nature immersed blog and so I've been spending some time writing about my past camping adventures on there and you know finding some joy in that and so really as I'm taking this step back to think about how I want to approach my self-work which is so important to me you know like I don't want it to be something where I crash and burn and just stop it all together because I'm so overwhelmed. Doing self-work and experiencing that self-growth and personal development, all of that is 
so essential to me feeling fulfilled in my life. So in doing that, I'm really trying to consider more of this balance and the grounding piece that has to come alongside it so that it is something that's sustainable. So I ended off my birthday reflection by saying that in thinking about my path ahead as I prepare for my next go around the sun, I commit to doing that continued work of self-examination, of unlearning, of healing, and I'm also committing to greater humility as well and understanding how I can show up as a better fellow human to others, you know, which includes becoming a better listener um, and a good ancestor for the generations to come. And that's all I really wanted to share today. Well, there's a lot more I want to share actually, but <laughs> that's what I have the capacity for today. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend ahead of you. I hope that you're finding your moments of joy. And I hope if you're doing the self-work or wanting to engage um, in more of it, that you do have or find that support you need. All right, until next time, you can follow me on Instagram at Janice Images and at Nature Immerse. I'll be posting a lot more on there soon. Um, and I'm also on Facebook at Janice Creative. And you can find all of the podcast episodes and show notes at thesoulsworkpodcast.buzzsprout.com. See you all in the next episode. Until then, lots of love and self-love. Peace.